0: Welcome to the Colts Training Camp Daily on a Thursday here on the Colts Audio Network. Thanks for tuning in. We're live here at Grand Park, brought to you by Course and Fire and Security. I'm Matt Taylor with J.J. Stankovitz, following practice number 10 for the Indianapolis Colts. They worked out briefly today for an hour from 10 to 11, had to move from outside to inside. So much rain and nasty weather uh, over the course of Wednesday night into Thursday uh, forced everything inside because of slippery and uh, unstable playing conditions conditions outside, but uh, thought some really good work got done here today, JJ. Only for an hour inside, kind of a lighter day going into that first preseason game on Saturday. Uh, we saw Anthony Richardson back with the first team offense, and we found out after practice he's going to be the guy. He's going to start the game at quarterback on on Saturday against the Bills.
1: Yeah, Matt, Shane Steichen said Anthony Richardson will start. He will play with the first team offense for about a quarter is what is to be expected. That could always be altered depending on how things go, but yep. roughly a quarter and you know, Shane Steichen wants to see him out there with these guys. And this is this is a test for him, right? Chris Ballard said it at the start of training camp. The real growth for Anthony Richardson is going to come in these games where it is live, he can get hit. There's no red jersey on. Here we go now. He's going to be out there with the first team offense. He's going to be throwing to Michael Pittman Jr. Yes. and Alec Pierce. He's right. going to have Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly blocking for him. He's going to, you know, be able to throw the ball to Kylan Grantson. Uh, you know, I guess running back is a little more muddled, but I, you know, probably do a lot of hands off handoff to Evan Hall, mm-hmm. uh, Kenyon Drake. Some of those guys. This is it here now. This is even if it's just a quarter, and it's just his first preseason game. I know I've talked about it, but this stretch starting Saturday and running through the final preseason game in Philly is 12 days, three games, and three joint practices. This is where you're going to see that separation occur, I think, and the Colts really figure out who their week one starting quarterback is going to be.
0: And I know this is going to sound pretty elementary, but I think it's a big deal considering his lack of experience and only have 13 starts under his belt. And just the fact that he's a rookie and he's never played on an NFL game field – the fact, I mean, Gardner Minshew is going to run with the first team offense at some point mm-hmm. in this game, or at least I would assume that to be the case, but just the fact that he's going to start the game, right? He's going to be the first quarterback of the first series of the first quarter. I think there's a lot of merit to that, build up that in, that adrenaline mm-hmm. and get the butterflies going a little bit pre-game and if he starts week one of the regular season, there's no doubt he's going to feel that, that same experience.
1: That's a really good point, just the mentality of it right. and the, the emotions that come with it, because Shane Steichen knows how Gardner Minshew is going to handle that we've seen it he's mm-hmm. seen it you know the couple of games that Gardner started in Philly obviously started a lot in Jacksonville you don't know that with Anthony Richardson yet you know you can see it on tape you can talk to guys at Florida but now okay now we get to see when you get out of there you know you get out of the huddle you get onto the field for the first time mm-hmm. Anthony said you know yeah I'll probably be a little bit nervous but that's to be expected how do you channel those nerves into something positive
0: that's all part of the experience it is you right know? yeah and
1: and I think you know, that part of it, you got to get Anthony this experience, and, and that's what we're going to see. All
0: right, what else uh, did Shane Steichen say post-practice about the rest of the starters and, and playing time on Saturday?
1: Yeah, sounds like about a quarter. Um, you know, we'll see some of the statuses of guys who have not been practicing recently. Uh, pretty pretty decent list of guys here. Uh, tight ends, Jelani Woods, mm-hmm. Mo Alley-Cox, Drew Ogletree, and Will Mallory. Those guys have not practiced, uh, I think, Drew left Tuesday's practice, but those guys otherwise have not practiced this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive backs, you've got Julian Blackman, Kenny Moore II have been out. Uh, defensive line, Divorce Buckner has been out. Mm-hmm. Uh, running back Deion Jackson has not practiced the last couple of days. You didn't see Jojo Doman out there today. I know Braden Smith. Yeah, Braden Braden, Smith. Braden Smith has a knee. First time issue, all camp, right? we
0: didn't have the same five guys exactly. along right. that offensive line. Um,
1: I think that to me, the, the, I kind of say Braden for last there just because that is probably the most important in that you're not going to probably have Anthony playing behind the same five guys that yeah. he's been playing behind who's been with the first-team offense. But uh, for the most part, though, you'd expect those other four guys to be out there. You thinking Blake Freeland then? At yeah, right Blake, Blake, Freeland, Blake Freeland was in there. Uh, you know, and the Colts drafted him out of BYU thinking he'd be their swing tackle this mm-hmm. year. So those are going to be valuable reps for Blake Freeland. I don't know what Buffalo is going to do with their starters. I think I saw Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are not going to play in this game don't know about on defense, you know. Maybe you probably don't see Von Miller. Uh, oh, he's still you know. on
0: pop, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. so he's
1: still on pop. So yeah. you're definitely not going to see Von Miller. <laughs> um, you know, just some some of those guys who, you know, are, would maybe provide that like big time challenge. Sure, we'll
0: see if we see like Shaq Lawson, right? Leonard, exactly. Floyd. Yeah, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and then the
1: the other big question to see is does Shaq Leonard play for the Colts? Yeah, um, yep. that's going to be an interesting thing to kind of follow... Because he's uh, been cleared for everything else. Right, exactly. Yep, but great we, did, we did hear from Shane Steichen. he was asked about it somewhat recently uh, and Shane kind of was like, yeah, you know, we'll kind of talk through that. Um, I didn't get totally impression that Shaq would play, but again, we'll see. The, the Colts are going to be smart about it and if he can go... They're going to let him play, mm-hmm. but that still is probably an if at this point. All right,
0: the that's JJ Stankovic. By the way, I'm Matt Taylor. We're at Grand Park. Brought to you by Course and Fire and Security. Uh, the Colts' first unofficial depth chart came out earlier this week, ahead of that first preseason game uh, against the Buffalo Bills. Other than Minshew and Richardson, anything else stand out to you about the uh, the depth chart on offense?
1: Not really. Um, you know, obviously the Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson got most of the attention. The Colts have not done that before.
0: Your top, um, your top. not to cut you off, but your top uh, six wide receivers, your top three wide receivers at each position. Uh, you did have Mike Strawn break the top six. Right. At the wide uh, receiver position. And,
1: and that kind of goes back to something we've talked about, uh, whether it's been on this show, on the Colts official podcast, is do you keep six wide receivers on mm-hmm. this team? Uh, these preseason games are going to be big to figure that out. Right. You know, do you keep someone beyond the Pierce, Pittman, McKenzie, Downs, Doolin yeah. group? Right. Um, and, and Mike Strawn's got to still earn it. But, the, you know, you're right. He definitely is up in that top six, which you look at for wide receivers with those three spots. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, not a whole lot. That yeah. I think is surprising. You know, we've both been out here watching practice. Um, I think, you know, folks have got their reports from us, from everyone else out here and, I don't think there was anything truly surprising on that uh, depth chart. We'll kind of see where things go from here.
0: What about defense? Obviously, to me, what, I, what stood out to me was DeForest Buckner continues to miss some practice time with that foot. Taven, Bryan, and McTelvin, Aguim. Aguim kind of, he got shaken up a little bit today but came back yep. into practice, which was a good sign. A little surprised there about the depth behind DeForest Buckner at defensive tackle, or is that kind of status quo of what you thought?
1: That's kind of status quo what I thought. You know, I think you want to see Adetamiwa, Adabare, yeah. get in there too. For Buckner, I guess I'm not super worried about him because um, he's been out there, you know, it's been a foot injury, but like he's been out at practice. It's not like he's been, you know, if, if it was a foot, like a, a something that maybe could keep him out for the regular season, you maybe would assume he wouldn't be standing out here during practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that maybe is a little bit encouraging. But also this is an opportunity for Buck now to, you know, get some time off without really missing anything. Um, He's also maybe the guy on this team who I'm the least concerned about, how much he practices. Right. Because, you know, he's an all-pro, pro-bowl type guy. Um, So not super worried about that. But, uh, you know, some guys on defense, I want to see the corners in this game. You know, Mm -hmm. let's let's see Daryl Baker and Dallas Flowers get out there. Let's see, uh, you know, the safeties because we haven't seen Julian Blackman. Roddy Thomas has kind of been in and out. Uh, How does Nick Cross look out there, and where does Nick Cross line up? Do you line him up at strong safety? Do you line him up at free safety? Where does that kind of go? He's also been kind of working in the nickel a little bit yep. uh, to get some versatility there. So, a lot of really interesting questions on the back end that I want to see. And then, yeah, you know, Juju Brents, Darius Rush. It's going to be their first game action. Yeah. How much are they able to do? Uh, can they kind of show that they're going to, you know, push Baker and Flowers? Uh, starting with this game.
0: You know, at running back, J.J. Stangevitz right there. I'm Matt Taylor. Running back kind of thin right now. The Colts made a roster move yesterday. Jason Huntley comes over. So he was actually practicing today. By the way, Dion Jackson is going to join us in just a second, but he's missed the last couple of days with an injury. So you got Zach Moss, uh, Jonathan Taylor still on PUP. Now Dion Jackson. I mean, going into camp, those were your top three horses. Evan Holt's going to have to play. He's yep. going to have to play. And going into the regular season now. I mean, if you played a game tomorrow that, that counted, Evan Hall was probably in the mix uh, to see a lot of time and a big role with that first-team offense. What, what kind of opportunities does this add for, you know, Kenyon Drake and Xavier Scott and some of these other running backs that, again, are going to see a lot of run and a lot of time on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I think it's huge for Evan Hall. Like, uh, of, of all the guys on offense, this game is, is about as big for it's, him. It's kind
0: of a catch-22 with him though, because you want to see him out there. He's a rookie. You want to see how he acclimates. But he also you don't, you don't want to get him hurt. Well, right. As of right, right now, he's yeah. he's a very integral role for your your regular season here.
1: But I, you know, this is an opportunity for him to go out there and show. Sure. he can. You know, he can be on his assignments. If he needs to pick something up, he can. Uh, and pass protection, go out and catch the ball. You know, show some of the burst that he's shown out here on the field on running plays. Um, you know, and and take advantage of what's in front of him right now because the, the deck has kind of been cleared for Evan Hall in this game. You know, you kind of know what you have in Kenyon Drake, probably. You know, mm-hmm. you want to get him out there. You haven't seen him a whole lot in a Colts uniform, but you, he's got years of film. Yeah. You kind of know who he is, um, but you don't really know what you have in Evan Hall at the NFL level until you see it out there on Saturday.
0: Yeah, big-time weapon in the passing game as well. We'll see if he's involved with uh, Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew out of the backfield on Saturday. As we said, Dion Jackson, he hasn't practiced the last couple of days, but a big-time opportunity with injuries in front of him to Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. He joined Casey Vallier and Jeffrey Gorman earlier today here in our Colts Camp Daily Chat about going in a year number three undrafted free agent out of Duke. We're joined now by Colts running back Dion Jackson. A lot has going on. You've been here for
2: more than a minute now. Running backs come through here all the time, but you still keep just sticking around. You've had a couple of big games in your career. How is that going into these seasons where you're seeing a lot of different faces in the running back room and you know you got to work your tail off to stay there? Um,
3: yeah, um, I mean, coming in uh, my rookie year, coming you know, coming undrafted, um, the one thing that was on my mind is just I got to earn my keep. I got to earn my stay. Um, every year I'm coming in, and that's the same mentality. Um, they, they're bringing in new people every year. And um, that's just the reality of the business. And I mean, once you understand that, and once you grasp the like the, you gr- uh, Once you grasp all of that, then um, I mean, it becomes easier, and you just focus on your grind. And you just focus on making the team every year. And honestly, that's just where my head's been at.
2: How much has it changed from a Frank Reich offense to a Shane Steichen offense for you as a running back?
3: I mean, I wouldn't say uh, much has changed too much. I'm just going to say, like, coaching styles. I guess I feel like Frank is a little bit more laid back. Um, Shane is a little bit more vocal. He's a little bit more out there. Um, he's a little bit more energetic and everything like that. So I mean, I would say like that's the main difference to be honest. Um, as far as like my role and everything that I contribute and everything like that, um, I don't think much has changed. Um, you know, we're still going to be versatile. Um, you know, that's something that's uh, been used in the running back room in the past. is versatility. You know, running the ball, catching the ball, and all of that stuff. So I mean, as far as that goes, um, not much is going to be, uh, not much has changed, but. The coaching uh, personalities is definitely different.
4: I want to go back to what Jeffrey talked about with the running back room. You guys added Kenyon Drake, and I think he made a comment about someone said they remember him when they were in middle school. <laughs> was that you or no? Nah, okay. No, nah, that
3: wasn't me. <laughs> that, that, that was actually uh, that was actually Nick Cross. That was Nick. Okay, who said, that was Nick who
4: <laughs> <laughs> said that. <All> right. <laughs> Well, that's that's kind of what brings you to – with, with Kenyon Drake, you bring a guy in who's got a lot of experience. How beneficial is that for all of you guys to have another guy, that veteran vocal who's kind of seen a bunch to add to that room?
3: Yeah, I was just about to say it's just good to have a, a, a guy in the room who's played a lot of football, um, you know, coming in, like just certain concepts and scheme names like he was already familiar with, you know, a lot of different looks and everything like that. You know, he's seen. I mean, he, he's been in this league for a while. So, I mean, it, it's not too much that he hasn't seen. It's not too many offense, like offensive styles that he hasn't played in. So, having someone that's able to come in like that and be comfortable, you know, he, he's a smart football player and someone to be ready to go um, is huge for us.
2: Talking to Deion Jackson, Jonathan Taylor's not currently on the field right now, but if you could, I would imagine for you as a running back that he's been a pretty good resource for you as far as uh, shortcuts to being better at your position and yeah. whatnot like that. Obviously, he's gifted, but it's got to be nice sharing a room with one. a a great running back in the NFL.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, JT, he's one of my, honestly, he's become one of my closest friends. Like, we talk, we hang out off of the field. You know, we're always with each other in the facility. It's kind of funny. Some people say, I mean, if you see one of us, you're going to see both of us. Um, You know, he's helped me a lot, Um, especially last year when he was down and I kind of got thrust into a Mm -hmm. position where I had to play. He helped me out with that a lot just mentality-wise, going into the game, making sure that I know everything that I have to know, uh, making sure that I'm prepared, and just you know, trying to just help build my confidence up. And um, I feel like that helped me a lot last year, So, and all of that is carried into this year, and I feel like I'm coming into this season with um, a supreme confidence, and um, I'm just ready to work.
2: Casey, you filled me in on this. Wide receiver in high school? Yeah, switched over to running back. Yeah, I
3: switched over to running but, back because our running our running back broke his leg. Okay, so
2: so that's going back. But my point is, they fed you your senior year. They fed you at Duke. They kept giving you the ball. You yeah. had many chances as far as touches go, like this. And then you come up to the NFL, and you know it's tough to get a groove on sometimes. Yeah. How, how how do you do with, you know with things like that as far as hey, I need to find my motor here. Honestly,
3: I mean, just trying to keep that confidence. Um, you know. A lot of a lot of people coming to the league, and when they were in high school, when they were in college, they were the guy. They were the ones that you know the, the team wanted the ball in their hands. And um, coming to the league, I mean, you just have to understand that it's not always going to be the case. Especially if you if you weren't a super high draft pick, or if you come in undrafted, you got to earn your keep, and you got to earn your stay whichever way you can. So I mean, initially for me, that was special teams, and thankfully um, last season I got the chance to be able to step on the field and show that I can play a little bit, and. Um, Hope I'm just trying to carry that over, you know put a good product out on the field.
4: Now I know you didn't need that gratification because you're in here in practice, you're doing all the stuff. But when you, you talk back to that game in Denver where you kinda had your kind of breakout moment was last that 66 year. Yards? Yeah, I mean it was it was it was I mean everybody was talking about how, how huge it was to be a guy that maybe weren't game planning for that week. For you, how much does that kind of just carry over to still now? I mean you've you've proven it but you got that confidence kind of build up to it.
3: Yeah um that game was actually uh that was a big confidence boost for me. Uh, you know, Naheem went down with a concussion early on right. in the game after a couple plays, and, like, my coach just turned to me. He was like, 3-5, it's on you. And, um, honestly, that was a huge moment, you know, Thursday night football. We're in Denver. Right. Um, you know, primetime game. So, I mean, it was, it was a surreal moment for me. And um, being able to step in and just once I made that first play, I think uh, I caught the pass, and then I did the little spin move or whatever. Once I, once I, once I uh, had that play, honestly I just had juice had the juice flowing through me um, for the rest of the game and honestly I, I still kind of think about that game to this day honestly because it was a crazy moment and it didn't happen how I thought it was gonna happen because I got thrown in out of nowhere right and um, it helped my performances throughout the throughout the rest of the season and I was like okay like I can play in this league like I can make plays out here and um, honestly I think it gave um, some confidence to the organization and my coaching staff and whatnot that, like, they can trust me to go out there and make plays, and they'll be okay.
4: Now, when Jeffrey earlier was talking about Jonathan Taylor not being out there right now. So the running back room, kind of a, a collection of guys we haven't seen too much of. How impressed have you been to the work you guys have put through to this point?
3: Honestly, I've been super impressed because everybody's picking up the uh, offense. Everybody's picking up the plays pretty quickly and pretty fast. Like, I mean, we have, we're having guys come in one day and then the next day they're out there at practice and they're right. repping plays and everything like that and they're they already <laughs> knowing the plays by name like we don't have to tell them what route to run or do this or do that like they're coming in and they're working and they're grinding and they're studying real hard and um you know they, they're going out there and putting a product in. it's honestly it's just a, a testament to their dedications for the game honestly um you know they're learning a lot really fast and um you know, it's nice to see.
2: That's Colts running back Deion Jackson. Familiarity with Sam Ellinger, the quarterback here, because he's been a teammate of yours for a while. Mm-hmm. But the other two, we're talking about Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson. Yeah. If you could, just kind of contrast those two guys, what they bring differently to the field. Obviously won a veteran and won the high overall draft pick.
3: Gardner came in, and initially he was a lot more vocal. Like, Gardner's a cool dude. Right? He's, he's a funny guy. He's Honestly, he he's he's one of the guys where, like, he, he's one of your favorite teammates literally off the back. Um you know, he knows everything that's going on. He's going to help put you in the right spots. Like, he knows what he's looking at. He's a great vocal leader. In um, five, uh, Anthony, he <laughs> he, he's, he's opening up a lot more, honestly. Like, he's letting his personality show a lot more. You can tell he's having a lot more fun out here. Like, once he – he just had to get comfortable a little bit. Like, so you can kind of tell he's comfortable with his teammates. You know, he's a, he's a physical freak out there. Like, as you can right. see, he – Six four, two hundred fifty <laughs> pounds. He's running a four four. Like he's a physical freak. He can throw the ball eighty yards, which is crazy. Like, but I love having both of those guys as teammates. Um, both of them are good dudes. Um, they love their guys out there. You know, and they, they keep everybody going. They they got they they rally everybody in and they get us going.
2: Okay, I got one off the football field for you. You went to Duke University, obviously a great institution. Have you ever spent the night in Coach Kville? No never in never, a tent never it was never that 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 it's deep not for that you. easy
3: though like you ha- it's a it's a long process that you have to do to be able to even do that like you have to take like a Duke history like they have like a, a test that you have to pass in order for you to be able to sleep you can't just go out there like wow. there's tests and everything like that like you have to study like Duke basketball history and like really? Duke history and you have to pass to be able to stay out there yeah but and, d- and they, they have them like I don't I don't want to know if they're weekly but they have them periodically, and, like, if you fail, then you got to leave. Like, you can't stay out there. So it's, it's not just easy. You can't just go and just put a 10 up there. Like, it's a whole process to be able to stay out there. Hey,
2: Dion, you put up some numbers at Duke, so that wasn't a problem for you. They flipped you a ticket on your <laughs> way. About 7.55 for an right. 8 o'clock tip. There's Dion right there. Okay. We got his ticket. I know how it rolls over there, dude Good for you. Hey, I appreciate the time. Best of luck this year. Keep up grinding. We love watching uh, you. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, that's Dion Jackson at Colts camp earlier today. Jeffrey Gorman, Casey Valier. We're back here with J.J. Stangovitz at Graham Park, recapping practice number 10 for the Colts that's in the books. Tomorrow, Friday is an off day. Colts and Bills on Saturday, that first preseason game. You know, Dion Jackson talked earlier in camp. I didn't realize this. He was a wide receiver in high school and, in, and a darn good one, the prep level, and then had to move to running back out of necessity with his high school football team that had some injuries and they kind of looked at him and they said, hey, you an athlete. You're kind of a bigger guy. You can handle this running back situation. Made the switch. Obviously, it's worked out very well. Now playing in the National Football League. But I just go back to whatever week that was last year. Week 6, I think, against the Jaguars. Had 10 catches.
1: I mean, The angry runs game. Yeah. yeah. A,
0: a very deceptively good pass catcher out of the backfield. Listen, we don't know what's going to go on with Jonathan Taylor. We don't know if Zach Moss is going to be back in time for the regular season. But I think Deion Jackson can carry the football 15 times a game Mm -hmm. and can be very effective out of the backfield catching the football in the passing game
1: even you remember that Denver game last year and I know a lot of Colts fans probably want to forget it but in that game Deion Jackson goes out early right right? let's go got hurt early Jonathan Taylor wasn't playing and all of a sudden Deion Jackson was the next man up he had some runs in that game you're like yeah he's got a little juice to him you know he can he can play a little bit right Uh, you're you're hopeful that he can see a little more opportunity this year Um, But, you know, again, like everyone else in that running back room, you got to go earn it, and it is a wide-open competition right now because, again, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen with the two guys who you went into the season thinking they're at the top of your depth chart.
0: Yeah, especially with Jonathan Taylor still on PUP. Okay, when the Colts take the field Saturday, JJ, what makes it a success? We talked with Rick Venturi earlier in the week. He doesn't worry about the score. He's got his own scoring system based on quarter. But for me, you know, you kind of equate it to like a – an old school like high school football or middle school football jamboree and the jamboree you just want to have good execution mm-hmm. no you do i mean right, you right. you want to be able to take the play from the sideline communicate that to the huddle get everybody lined up correctly no procedural errors no jumping off sides i mean that to me is the the benchmark of a successful first preseason game in the nfl as elementary as that sounds yeah
1: it's literally the most boring answer you could give but it's the right one it's does Anthony Richardson go and, you know, make his reads and throws yeah. on time? Does he
0: look beyond competent? Right,
1: yeah. It, you know, the, the splash plays mm-hmm. from him, you're, you might see a 60-yard bomb downfield. <laughs> and, you know, that's going to matter, too, you know, for if he connects with you know, Alec Pierce or Ashton Doolin or someone on that. For those guys to know, yeah, Anthony can get the ball off this deep. But for the most part, you want to see the ball out on time. You mm-hmm. want to see some of the pocket navigation stuff that that Anthony really showed at Florida Uh, show up now that he's going to be live again with live contact right and you want to see no procedural penalties Um, obviously the biggest thing is no injuries you want to come out of this game clean Um, but yeah it's really kind of the boring stuff in this game that the coach is looking for that's what Jim Bob Cooter told us on Monday he's looking for just you know operational stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, you know timing accuracy things like that the splash plays are going to come The big runs, the big throws are going to come. We know that. We've seen it enough up here at Grand Park to know that's going to happen. But can he handle the... The mental workload. And again, to go back to it, can he handle the the nerves of it? Yep. And channel that into something positive.
0: Yeah, he's going to be hyped up. You know that. And we're going to be hyped up to bring it to you television wise, locally. You can watch the game on CBS 4. And then radio, we've got you covered on the Bell Tire Radio Network and locally in Indianapolis on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan at 97.1 Hank FM. Pregame coverage on radio starts at 10. Countdown to kickoff begins at noon. And Colts and Bills on Saturday starting at 1 o'clock in the preseason. And J.J., after the game, yourself and Bill Brooks, you guys got instant reaction back, right?
1: Yep. We'll land back from Buffalo, and <laughs> right I'll, back go, to work. I'll go home and get in front of a microphone, <laughs> and I'll go talk with Bill. Right, And uh, I'm excited for that. I love doing that show with Bill. I always feel like I learned something mm-hmm. from talking with uh, you know one of the greats of this franchise about about football and just ball and what he sees. So those are always fun to do. I hope everyone who listens to them enjoys listening to them as much no, as no I doubt. enjoy putting them together. No
0: doubt. We look forward to that. That's coming up after the game on Saturday night. All right, that'll do it here for Grand Park practice number 10. For J.J. Stankovitz, I'm Matt Taylor. Our thanks to Casey Vallier, Jeffrey Gorman, Dion Jackson earlier as well. And we will talk to you Saturday in Buffalo. Thanks for listening, everybody, here on the Colts Audio Network. So long.